Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know how uh, you can tell when the Democrats and their liberal media allies are losing an argument? Uh, When they start making up absolutely ridiculous talking points that are parroted verbatim by their liberal media friends. Now, there are some honest journalists out there doing some good work. I'll get to one in a minute who actually called the Biden team out on this. But the filling of the seat of Ruth Bader Ginsburg with Amy Coney Barrett, the hearing started today, is driving the Democrats insane. And their talking points, I'm not kidding, have degenerated into sheer, complete, utter madness. I've got that today. I've also got a fascinating new connection by another liberal media guy who's done some honest journalism. And has done a lot of it in the past. Aaron Maté, who wrote a piece about Nancy Pelosi, who has some pretty heavy financial ties to members of her family. To who? Oh, CrowdStrike. Yes, CrowdStrike. Where's CrowdStrike from? Oh, right. That's the company that said the DNC servers were hacked by the Russians, despite not knowing the DNC servers were hacked by the Russians. Really, really, really uh, weird how that always goes down. Happy Columbus Day to everyone as a half Italian, half Irish, German, uh, Englishman by the name of Dan Bongino. Always proud of Columbus Day, one of the great explorers in human history. Happy Columbus Day to everyone out there. Go, as Joe said, uh, go visit your local Columbus statue before the lunatics tear it down. Please. (laughs) Happy Columbus Day, folks. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, get a VPN today. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome, Producer Joe. How are you today? Fine, sir, on this Monday. Dude, I'm doing so well. I'm glad to be here. Things are going nicely, should I say? So, yes, doing great. Yes. Yeah. We had a stellar week last week again. Yes, we The greatest audience in the business. Uh, Thank you again for my book. Uh, You guys and ladies out there were amazing. I did no PR, and I'll get to the book a little later, but I did no PR because obviously the medical procedure last week on the book when it launched couldn't have been worse timing. You drove it to number three on Amazon. It's going down again. We'll probably be number one by today. My new book, Follow the Money. I'll talk about that in a little bit too. So thank you all. Sincerely, it means the world to me. You're such a great audience. All right, folks. Today's show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Right now, you can get a gourmet assortment of bestsellers with an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code Bongino into the search bar. And for this week, Omaha Steaks, the most delicious, scrumptious, mouth-watering steaks you will ever eat. We are addicted to them in the Bongino household. Why? Because they're really, really good. It's not complicated. My kids love them. I love them. You go to the uh, go to uh, omahasteaks.com, put Bongino in the search bar. For this week, Omaha Steaks will add two pounds of premium ground beef free with your order plus free shipping. The only downside to their ground beef is you'll never use other ground beef again. You want burgers? Their ground beef makes the best burgers out there. You want empanadas? Use it like my wife does. Put it in empanadas. You'll be addicted. You want meat sauce? My wife puts it in meat sauce. It's that delicious. My favorites, one of them is the Butcher's Best Sellers Package, which includes the famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, smoky sweet bacon, fork-tender filet mignon. Absolutely delicious. My mouth waters, as you can tell, whenever I read this spot. Go to omahasteaks.com today. Don't wait. Enter Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, in the search bar for exclusive offers not available anywhere else. Don't forget, uh, when you order today, Omaha Steaks will add two pounds of their delicious ground beef free with free shipping. Omaha Steaks has been bringing people together for over 100 years. Enjoy family and friends. Enjoy the best steak and meats of your life. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter Bongino in the search bar. All right, Joe, let's go. go. I'm going to hit the Kenny bell, too, and shout out to Kenny. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Kenny. We like the Kenny Bell. You just got to like stop the Kenny Bell or the thing will go on forever. That's the one thing. The technical bell works. The Kenny Bell, if you hit it, the thing goes on forever. You have to like put your hands on it and stop it. <laughs> Thanks to the other uh, person who sent me the bell too. You know who you are. I get a whole bunch of bells now. We're out of we're out of bell space, unfortunately, folks. But thank you for everything. Okay. So, you know, the Democrats are losing an argument when they start degenerating into total hysterics. You know, Brent Kavanaugh farted once in high school. Um, he had a beer. Uh, and uh, he might have thrown up from the beer, therefore he shouldn't be on the Supreme Court. Remember those? Remember the Julie Swetnick allegations on NBC? Uh, Julie Swetnick made outrageous allegations so absurd they can only make it on live air at NBC because no credible news station would air them. So NBC, the... uh, the the uh, basically the the onion of uh, media companies out there decided to air that. So we're getting to that point now as the Democrats slowly realize there's almost nothing they can do to stop 
the confirmation hearings of Amy, Amy Coney Barrett. If you're wondering what I'm looking at, I'm looking at the dog who is like sniffing around. What is she doing over there? Uh, Lucy, Lucy, away from the fan. Maybe she's preparing. So here's the Democrats' two new arguments that they launched this weekend to stop the Republicans from filling the vacated uh, seat due to the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Not vacated, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. The new arguments are this, Joe. Get ready. Argument number one. The filling of a Supreme Court seat, according to a constitutional process, is heretofore unconstitutional. You have to say that almost in like an English night kind of way, like something out of Braveheart. The filling of a constitutional seat is heretofore unconstitutional. Because then it makes it sound at least somewhat serious. Um, If you're laughing right now saying, wait, just to be clear on this, I'm not picking this up. So the Constitution, which clearly delineates the process, the president nominates someone, the Senate gives their advice and consent to the nomination, that them going through this is somehow unconstitutional. Um, Jake Tapper from CNN had enough of that, too, um, which is fascinating because even CNN is like, no, uh, what? So that's talking point number one. The filling of the seat is unconstitutional. The second one, which shockingly is even dumber, because you're like, that's not possible. If there was a one to 10 scale of dumb, like we're already at a 9.672, it's really hard to supersede that. We actually have. This is a 9.76772. That Their new talking point as well is, the filling of the seat is packing the court. Uh, now, uh, that remember that as who was it? Uh, was it someone was on? Oh, Carrie Severino, who's really great, was on Fox this morning after me, and uh, she said, you know, remember that line from the Princess Bride? I don't think that means what you think it means. Well, court packing, ladies and gentlemen, means adding justices to the Supreme Court when we have had nine justices for only 150 years, just a little, little, little bit of amount of time, 100, 150 years, not 150 minutes, 150 years. Court packing always, has always meant adding to those nine justices to basically destroy the court. Why? Because if you're going to add justices every time you win a presidential election and win control of uh, the chambers of Congress, you need to do it then the opposing party is going to do the same thing. So you'll go from 9 to 11 to 13 to 21 to 57 to 157 to what? 1,557? I mean, you're destroying the court. The legitimacy of it goes out the window immediately. That's why court packing has been a total no-go for credible people from both parties, no matter what happens, for 150 years. Even FDR, when he mentioned court packing, was shut down by who? His own party. The Democrats were like, that's really dumb. Let's get to the first argument first. This is a great clip here. It's Jake Tapper from CNN. He has a Biden flag, uh, Kate, Kate Benningfield. I don't even know her. Benningfield, Benningfield, who cares? Um, she goes on the air and tries to tries to steamroll, even like I say, even CNN's had enough of this, and tries to steamroll over Tapper and make this point that following the constitutional process to fill an unquestionably open seat, Ruth Bader Ginsburg did in fact die, over tragic that may be, the seat is open, how this is unconstitutional. Watch this just hilarity ensues. Check this out. But he said it's not constitutional what they're doing. How is it not constitutional what they're doing? His point is that the people have an opportunity to weigh in on this constitutional process through their vote. And we are now in the midst of the election. Millions of people have already cast their votes. And you see that the vast majority of people say that they want the person who wins the election on November 3rd to nominate the justice. That's a poll. That's not the Constitution. So by by trying to by trying to that's that is their there's the constitutional process of advising consent. The American people get to have their say by voting for president, by voting for senators. We are now 23 days from the election. Right, but it's not Again, unconstitutional. Millions of millions of votes, millions of votes. They're being voters are being denied their constitutional right to have a say in this process. They when elected the Republicans the Senate. are trying to ram through are trying to ram through a, a nominee who, by the way, is going to change the makeup of the court. And we see time and time again, poll after poll shows that most Americans vehemently disagree with this. They again, believe again, Kate, that's that the poll. vote should happen on November 3rd. That's not what the word constitutional that is the means. Con- that constitutional is the- doesn't mean I like it, it or I don't like it. It means it's according to the U.S. Constitution. There's nothing unconstitutional about what the U.S. Senate is doing. <laughs> Holy moly. 
I always have to go back. Remember, what's the movie? Um, Paula, what's the movie with uh, the bachelor party where they leave the guy up on the roof? Come on, what's the... Joe, the movie. I, Brad, whatever his name I, from the singer movie. I'm the uh, worst with pop culture. Oh, the Hangover. Oh, hangover. I remember that. Remember one. the scene that the, the, the dopey cousin or whatever guy? <laughs> <laughs> she has a, it's unconstituted. Jake's like, wait, what? Like, like are you, you're even, even, like they said, CNN shutting this down. Like, really, dude? This is unconstitutional. The filling of a Supreme Court seat. According to the constitutional process, this is so stupid. They can't even take it. They're like, Kate, you really, you, this doesn't mean, you hear Jake at the end? This doesn't mean unconstitutional what you think it means. You may not like it. I don't blame you. Honestly, I wouldn't like it either. If I were a Republican or a Democrat and this was going on, I wouldn't like something to like about it. You know what I didn't like, Joe? I didn't like Obamacare. I didn't like Obama comparing the Republicans to Iranian terrorists. Mm. I didn't like the Iran uh, ransom deal. I didn't like any of that. But that doesn't mean what, what happened with Obamacare, you know, was unconstitutional. I think it was, by the way. But that, that, this is totally different. They're following the constitutional process. You're just making this up. That was actually one of the worst examples I've ever given on the show because Obamacare was unconstitutional. So in that case, we're right. It gets worse. So these are the two dumbest arguments you're ever going to hear. Number one, it's unconstitutional. Number two, that the filling of the seat, according to the constitutional process, for the nine seats we've had in the Supreme Court for 150 years, even FDR got shut down by his own party trying to pack the Supreme Court. That filling an empty seat, an em not a created seat. Is everybody clear on the distinction? We have had nine for 150 years. Filling extra seats you created, seat 10 and 11, seat 12 and 13, which you created, would constitute court packing. That's what court packing has always meant. Mm -hmm. Always. Not according to Chris Coons, who was on Fox News this weekend. Democrat senator from Delaware who's just throwing his credibility out the door. Chris Coons is on uh, with Chris Wallace this week on Fox News Sunday, and he has a new definition for court packing, which is filling seats on the court that hasn't been packed that are open right now. Check this out. As I will lay out in my questioning this week, we shouldn't be having this hearing with two members of the committee infected with COVID. It's rushed. It constitutes court packing, and her views are too extreme to qualify her to serve on this court. Do you believe this gaslighting? I mean, do you believe this is unreal? This is unbelievable. This is this is peak Democrat right here. Where they're talking about adding seats to the Supreme Court, a beyond radical proposal that even FDR was shut down from doing that nobody would dare do. We have not added seats in 150 years because they understand it would destroy the legitimacy of the court. It would politicize it completely. They're proposing this, Biden and the others that won't answer this question. Will you pack the court and add seats or not? And they have the cajones to turn around and blame the Republicans for filling a seat that's empty in the nine we have now, according to a constitutional process. Now, you think I'm making this up, that these are their new talking points? Clearly, someone spoon-fed the talking points to Biden, who, by the way, cannot get out a coherent sentence anymore. Here's Biden. Joe had to work some magic with this audio here. Oh. He's at an airport, so forgive us. It's not Joe's fault or our fault. The audio is not great. It's still crummy. But yeah. here's Biden at an airport being asked. It's audible, though. Being asked this same question. And notice, remember I told you, they always resort to the silliest talking points when they're in total desperation. The two talking points now are what? That this is unconstitutional and the Republicans are somehow packing the court by filling the seat. Listen to Biden, baby food and sped. Baby spoon fed sped, baby spoon fed, spit it out, Dan Bongino. Fed the talking points. He spits them out right here onto the bib. Check this out. And that court packing before they cast their votes. Why wait until after the election? The only court packing going on right now. Going on with Republicans packing the court now. Not constitutional what they're doing. Focus on what's happening right now. 
Someone fed it to him. He spit it up all over the bib there. Someone said, hey, um, Joe, you got to tell him it's unconstitutional and that it constitutes court packing. Because he's never had an independent, creative or original thought in his entire life. Biden goes out, speaks to the press for two minutes in front of a jet engine and says exactly that. This is unconstitutional and Republicans are packing the courts now. Listen, folks, again, I, I, I'm supporting President Trump. I hope you do, too. I'm doing my best to get the man reelected. I think he's by far the best choice. That's obvious. I'm not a, trying to be an independent. I'm not. I'm a conservative. I believe in facts, but I am conservative. I'm simply telling you about Joe Biden, that this guy is completely making this up. And these two talking points are so stupid that you really risk your own credibility. I'm not kidding. By going on cable news, talk radio, whatever it may be, putting in an editorial piece, these two complete absurdities. They are so dumb that really they don't even appeal to the moron class. And I think people in the media who understand how stupid these are, are trying to save the Democrats from themselves. Hence, you have that tapper piece like, hey, guys, are we really going down this road that this is unconstitutional? Because this is beyond stupid. Because, Joe, simple question. If the appointment of a Supreme Court justice to an open seat for the nine we have now is unconstitutional, Mm -hmm. then don't you open the door then to Republican attacks that packing the court and adding seats that don't exist is unconstitutional too? Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Just... They even Paula's like, hey, hey, that was good. Yeah. Little Kenny Bell. (laughs) The Kenny, this Kenny get man promo here on the show. The Kenny Bell. The Kenny Bell makes a return. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, just some more election stuff before I get to Nancy Pelosi and CrowdStrike. <laughs> the connections are everywhere. <laughs> just quick, the excitement for the Biden campaign is off the charts. Um, Joe's seen this. It's Paula's like stunned. I mean, I'm a little worried, folks, candidly. Right, Joe? The excitement's it's oh, palpable. It's I mean, incredible. you can feel it. Yeah. People everywhere, lawn signs all heat. over, rallies oh. packed. Yeah. 20, 30,000 people, you know, dying to get into the rallies. Joe's our guy. Joe's a go, Joe, Joe. Doing the damn Bongino fist pump, the number one finger. Joe, number one. Right. The, palp- the excitement's palpable. So Biden decided to do some kind of a rally in Arizona, which is, uh, uh, they claim is a swing state. Could be, we'll see. Um, and really, like I said, the excitement was palpable. Donald Trump should be terrified. He puts his rallies to shame. A ton of people showed up for this one. Um, everybody, seriously, folks, you better start sweating if you don't get in the sauna. Here's a local Arizona reporter like, oh, my gosh, look at all these people at this Biden rally. He's definitely going to win Arizona. Uh, check this one out. There's really not much to see. Um, I'll step out of the way, but it's kind of boring out here. So it's not your typical campaign presidential campaign event we don't see people rallying outside we don't see um, signs or really much of what's going on and i'm told by one of the biden staffers local staffers is that they uh kind of kept the details about the visit as far as the timing and the exact locations and pretty much all uh the people that we saw enter into the parking lot about 45 minutes ago were with uh, the Biden Harris campaign and the uh, pool reporters. <laughs> There's literally, not figuratively, literally nobody there. It's a campaign. There's nobody there. Now, there are Biden campaign staffers and press people covering the nobody there. But notice what happened. Guys, ladies, listen, I did this for 12 years of my life. Now, I was on the security side and what I did, but you, all you do is coordinate events with campaign staffers and White House staffers. That's all you do in the Secret Service. That's your whole job when you're on a protective detail. That's it, especially during a campaign. Them, notice what the reporter said. So here's what happened. Let me just line out for you. They announced the campaign rally in Arizona. They probably got zero RSVPs because nobody gives a damn about Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. There's no zero excitement. Of course, I was being sarcastic in that intro. I hope you all detected that. 
They then find out that at the last minute, they better cancel this thing, but they can't because the emails and stuff are already out there. And canceling it and putting that in an email would be embarrassing. You get it? Follow me here. I'm telling you, I've been behind the scenes of a thousand of these. This is a little inside baseball. Once the email's out in public and the local media gets it, they're going to show up no matter what. Game day, they're figuring out the the day of this rally with zero (laughs) attendees. The day of this rally, that nobody's showing up. They have zero RSVPs. They panic. They're probably sitting around going, we need to cancel this thing, but they can't. Because they put the email out, people are going to start wondering, why did they cancel it? Oh my gosh, is Joe Biden, is it health? What's going on? So they can't. So at that point, you're in kind of this conundrum. What do you do? So they say, just let it play and we'll see what happens. Well, they did see what happens and zero people showed up. But then they're like, now how do we massage this to the local media? So they tell the local reporter what? Oh, yeah, yeah. We kept the details all quiet. So nobody really knew anything and hinting. In other words, Joe, there may have been some confusion about when and where the rally was. That's why the attendance was so low. Folks, that is total, complete nonsense. One, I was behind the scenes. This stuff is all coordinated with the Secret Service. All of it, where the press comes in, the public. There's no detail left to chance. None. So that this, oh, we kept the details hidden is utter, complete garbage. And if the details were so hidden, Joe, uh, quick question. How did the media woman wind up there? Ah. Holding. (laughs) 15 yards, offense. Repeat first down. The, The media woman found it no problem. Because the details were out there and how many people cared enough to show up? Zero. Goose egg. Folks, be very careful about the polls. And I'm going to get to that in a second. Let me get to my second sponsor. I'm going to get, be very careful about these polls. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm optimistic about President Trump winning, but I I don't want to get into the predictions game because it's not going to help. If I tell you he's going to win, then maybe people won't worry about it and won't vote, and that's no good. If I tell you he's going to lose, people may get frustrated enough. Just go vote. The election's 20 days away. Predictions don't mean anything anyway. I'm just telling you these predictions and polls, Trump is uh, down by 16 points. Throw them in the garbage. Nobody cares about Joe Biden. I'll show you some evidence of that in a minute. My second sponsor today, our friends at GenuCell. Ladies and gentlemen, you are the first to hear about Zotik. The new correcting serum from my friends at Chamonix. Here's George from Chamonix, their CEO and founder. The challenge was to get all the benefits of alpha hydroxy acids with no irritation and then combine them with our liposomal technology to deliver pure vitamin C deep into the dermis where collagen is made. It treats many layers of the skin. Nice. The new Zotique Zeep, uh, Deep <laughs> Deep Correcting Serum from Chamonix, sorry, means skin that is smooth as silk. Free from redness, acne, and acne scars. Get rid of those. And faster collagen production, the best serum I ever designed. Zotique's increased firmness, smoothness, uh, diminishes adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts. You can also say goodbye to those crow's feet and laugh lines. And right now, you can try Zotique free when you order GenuCell for bags and puffiness. Big popular product in this house. Luxury. Results and 100% money-back guarantee right now. How do you do it? You go to GenuCell.com for a free month supply of Zotique with your order. Order now and get guaranteed free to, uh, three-day shipping. Go to GenuCell.com, GenuCell.com. Here's your promo code. Get ready. Enter Dan40, that's Dan40 at checkout, for an extra $40 off your order. That's GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, GenuCell.com. Enter code Dan40 at checkout. All right, back to the show. So I told you, folks, listen, I'm not kidding. Ignore the polls. Just ignore them at this point. It's clear as day to me they're oversampling Democrats in their polls. Remember, what was the turnout in 2016 percentage-wise, Republicans, Democrats? This matters, right? The turnout was 34% Republican, 38% Democrat. The rest were independents and other party affiliations. If you think the turnout amongst Republicans, despite the excitement about Donald Trump and the continuously packed rallies, has gone down and it's going to be less than 34%, I don't know where you're getting that from, but I don't call it science. I call it stupidity. That's the problem with these polls. Some of them are weighting Republicans to Democrats below that 34% marker of Republicans who showed up in the last election for Trump, which is asinine. Throw the polls out. 
There is no excitement for Biden at all. There's even less excitement for Biden than there is for Hillary Clinton, who at least got one or two people to show up at a rally. And maybe a few like pets they brought with them. Biden is nobody. Here's an article, uh, Washington Examiner by Paul Bedard, showing how some other pollsters are now saying, wait, 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 wait. Trump's behind 16 points nationally. Hard pass on that one. Check this out. This is a good one. Charge. It's a two-point race, not a 16-point race. Pro-Biden media polls are trying to suppress the Trump Trump vote. Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner. Folks, it's all sampling. It's a sampling problem. You want to know how you get a 16-point Biden lead, which is ridiculous nationally? You want to know how you do that? Go poll everybody in Manhattan walking down the street in a liberal neighborhood in Manhattan. Of course, you're going to get a Biden 60-point lead. Biden's up 60. It's absurd. Just go out and vote. Talk time is over. It's game time now. These polls, throw them out. Don't let them dissuade you from voting. All right. Sorry, I'm a little, I get a little bit of an allergy going today. So Um, this is another fascinating story I saw this weekend at Real Clear Politics written by Aaron Mate, who just let me tell you before I get started with this piece, CrowdStrike, Nancy Pelosi, they're back. Again, Aaron Mate is not a conservative reporter. He, I would say, leans left. I mean, I don't want to characterize him as anything because he does actual journalism. But Aaron Mate has been one of the few guys out there, despite any ideological friction in his head, who's done honest reporting on the whole Spygate scandal. This is not a conservative reporter. He's starting and has been, he's not starting, he's been asking questions for a long time. Like, hey, listen, man, this Spygate thing sounds like kind of a big deal. When are you media people going to pipe up and say, hey, we got a problem? This piece is a must read. It's in my show notes today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Bongino.com slash newsletter. That's how you access the newsletter. That is the show notes. They're the same thing. This article will be in there. October 8, 2020, Aaron Mate, Real Clear Investigations. Forgive me, I said Real Clear Politics. Pelosi's take a big stake in CrowdStrike, the Democrat-connected linchpin of the Russia probe. Wait, wait, what? You know what just still puzzles me, astonishes me, upsets me, Hmm. and probably you as well? It's really amazing that the leftist hacks in the media will invent financial conundrums the Trumps find themselves in that they have no evidence of at all. Financial conflicts. Oh my gosh, the Trumps, they were going to build a a Trump tower in Moscow. You mean the Trump tower that never happened and never got off the ground and there were no contracts signed or anything? They were going to do that. So that's definitely evidence of Russian collusion, despite the fact that the Trumps build Trump towers all over the world. And they do real estate. Yet when you have a powerful Democrat like the Speaker of the House, who's a family member of hers, has a seven-figure investment in the same company that basically created the Russia hoax, CrowdStrike, nobody in the media outside of Aaron and others seemed to care at all. It's incredible. Let's go to the piece, screenshot number one, and let's ask this question first before we dig into this. Don't ever forget, ladies and gentlemen, the allegation that Russia hacked the DNC was the linchpin to the whole collusion probe. Because then the hacked Democrats came back and said, after Russia hacked the DNC, they colluded with Trump to get the information out there to hurt Hillary Clinton. None of that's true. Here, from the Real Clear Investigations piece, quote, in early 2017, CrowdStrike was forced to retract its allegation that Russia had hacked Ukrainian military equipment with the same malware the firm claimed to have discovered inside the DNC server. This is critical. Why did I put this first? The screenshots are out of order in the piece for a reason. I want to set it up first. Before we get to Pelosi, we're actually going to wrap with that. We're going to do it in um, in reverse here. We'll get to Pelosi's financial interest at the end. But I want you to understand how key CrowdStrike, this tech company, was to the whole collusion hoax. The FBI never went in and investigated the DNC servers. Never. You understand that, right? CrowdStrike, an independent company with strange ties everywhere and being run by a former Mueller 
confidant, Bob Mueller confidant. Oh, I'll get to that in a minute. CrowdStrike looked at the Democrat servers. It was CrowdStrike that said, hey, we think the Russians hacked these servers, the Democrat servers, because the malware used resembled a piece of malware used to hack Ukrainian military equipment in the past. Go back. Can you go back to screenshot one? Well, what's the problem with that? I just want to read. So we have this dent. That, that was, well, is it the exact malware? Did we see it? Well, in early 2017, CrowdStrike was forced to retract its allegation that this same malware that you, was used to hack the Ukrainians was used and found inside a DNC server. Yeah, you read that correctly, folks. That was the basis for the allegation that the Russians hacked the DNC server. Joe, please tell me you're getting it. Paula, you getting this? I know, but Paula's, I'm, yeah, you're, I'm, you're, you're not, I love my wife, but you're useless this one because she's super smart with the internet. So this all makes sense there. But to people who are not super smart with the interweb, would, like Joe and I, like, this yeah, makes yeah, sense, huh? right, Joe? Yeah, you're, you're good so far. Yeah. FBI never says the DNC hacked the servers, huh. right? They don't, they, they don't look at it. They're relying on CrowdStrike saying it. Right. CrowdStrike looks at the server and says, here's how we know we found this malware. Oh, okay. And it's the same malware the Russians used to hack the Ukrainian military equipment. Except they retracted that. Crowd uh-huh. okay. you, mm-hmm. you didn't hear that one, did you? Thank you, by the way, people compliment on my Facebook videos. Like, we love Dan's facial expressions. It's not intentional. It's, I'm genuinely puzzled, too. <laughs> so the key allegation that links the Russians to the hack has been retracted. Yes, but you're not going to hear that anywhere outside of this show, Aaron Mate and people who care about the truth. Yes, that's that's correct. That's why whenever on this show I mention the DNC, air quotes, hack by the Russians, I put the dreaded air quotes in there because nobody knows that. Yet it's the key component to the collusion hoax. Russians hacked it, gave the information to Trump. All fake. Okay. So now we know that that part has been retracted and that nobody really knows who hacked the DNC yet. You may say this can't possibly get any worse. Oh, oh yeah, don't worry. Um, it definitely does. Um, the hack, so just to follow through on the, the lunatic collusion hoaxers allegation, the Russians allegedly hacked the DNC and then took the data. In other words, exfiltrated the data, took it out for the liberals listening and gave it to the Trump team, and they put it out there to embarrass Hillary and win the election. That's their charge, right? Now, Joe, an exfiltration or taking of the data would require what? Would require evidence that the data from the DNC was actually exfiltrated? Yes, it would. Joe, okay, okay thank you. I, just, yeah. I, I know you had to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> so if they stole the data, you'd actually have to show the data made it out of the DNC, yes. sir. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just checking. So clearly there's evidence of that, even though there's no evidence of the malware Ukrainian thing they had to retract that. Um, no, there's actually no evidence of that either. Um, let's go back to Aaron Mate's terrific piece, because this is really spectacular. So unsealed testimony from the House Intelligence Committee shows that Sean Henry, who was running CrowdStrike, admitted under oath behind closed doors in December 2017 that the firm, quote, here's a quote, folks, for liberals listening. That means that the guy in charge of CrowdStrike actually said this, quote, that the firm did not have concrete evidence that Russian hackers actually stole any emails or other data from DNC servers. Wait, uh, what? Oh, uh, oh, it goes on. It, 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 it goes on. Here's another quote, again, for the libs listening. That means he actually said this. Quote, CrowdStrike guy. There's circumstantial evidence, but no evidence that they were actually exfiltrated, Sean Henry said. Uh... So we spent four years investigating a collusion hoax based on a Russian hack where they exfiltrated data to Russia from the DNC servers, but there's actually, quote, no evidence of the exfiltration. Uh, I'm doing a lot of scratching of facial areas today. I'm just kind of puzzled here. As to again, how we live with the Pravda like media that you've all, you're all convinced out there, many, even Republicans, 
that there's evidence of this Russian hack because you've been told it by media supposedly interested in the truth. And outside of Aaron Mate, nobody's actually telling you the truth that there's actually no evidence of that. Duh, 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 yeah. <laughs> duh, duh. It should be Miet, but it's duh, <laughs> you, which you need Piva to get over this. Piva. Yeah. For you Russians speak, I'm a terrible, what is it, Yanni Gavru Peruski or something. I don't understand what you're saying. I used to have to say that when I was in, I was in Russia. Oh no, Bob Mueller's coming for me too. Maybe I exfiltrated. Joe was in Russia too. We're all colluders <laughs> these days. My gosh. Shockingly, folks, this gets worse. Listen, I'm going to get to my third sponsor because there's two more nuggets from this piece. I want to describe to you. So now we know that the hack is, there's no evidence of the hack. Of the DNC did by the Russians, that is an exfiltration. We know that. We, I'm just giving you their own words. I know that's a conspiracy theory for liberals listening. Um, and I'm also telling you that their main charge was retracted about the hacking of the Ukrainian military equipment. Now let's find out who Sean Henry is and let's find out Pelosi's connection. Because again, you always need to follow the money, right? If you're interested in real journalism. Our third sponsor are my good friends at My Patriot Supply. You ready for what's next? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we know. The Democrats are planning post-election chaos. Why? Because we read their own words. They want a street fight, not a legal one. Mark Zaid, the lawyer, tweeted about a coup. I'm, this is, these are just their words. However uncomfortable they make you, they're out there. You have to ask yourself now, do you have enough food and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days in the event of a panic? Well, you should. Here's the harsh reality. Many of you don't. But you ensure everything in your lives that matters. You ensure your houses, your cars, your teeth. Some people have eyeglass insurance. How do you not have a food insurance plan? And if you do, you got to add to it like I do. We get so much of it. My wife's like, here it is. More Patriot supply at the door. Order today your four-week supply of emergency food. Don't wait. Go to mypatriotsupply.com. Please don't wait. Don't depend on the government to rescue you. They've shown themselves to be pretty feckless for the last you know, two or three decades, unfortunately. Trying to clean it up now, but it's been a mess. Don't be unprepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Build your emergency food supply with meals that last up to 25 years in storage or shipped discreetly to your door. Folks that know what's coming are using today to prepare, not tomorrow. There's still time for you to do the same. Don't wait. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, the original Patriot Preparedness Company, MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your food supply insured. Get your emergency food supply today, mypatriotsupply.com. All right, back to the piece. So I think we've pretty well established that people parroting the DNC was hacked by the Russians talking point don't know what they're talking about. Could have been, but they don't have any evidence. Could have been a lot of things. Could have been space aliens too, but I'd like to see evidence before we say stupid things like that on the show. We don't because we do actual evidence here. So who is this guy, Sean Henry, who was running this CrowdStrike investigation into the hack they can't prove happened by the Russians at the DNC? Well, let's check that out because it's in this excellent piece by Aaron Mate. CrowdStrike President Sean Henry, what are the chances this guy, you know, has a relationship with Bob Mueller, who was running the witch hunt into this hack thing? And that what are the chances? That, well, we'll see. Uh, Henry, who led the team that remediated the DNC breach and blamed Russia for the hacking, he previously served as assistant director at the FBI under Robert Mueller? No way. Oh. He also works as an analyst at MSDNC, the cable network that's promoted the Trump-Russia innuendo. It's all, this is just crazy talk. Crazy pills, folks. Mm. So the same guy who was a Bob Mueller confidant and assistant director at his FBI? Bob Mueller, the same guy who ran with this fake collusion hoax conspiracy theory that the Russians hacked the DNC and gave the information to Trump. The same guy who did the investigation was one of Mueller's main guys. They were like this, thick as thieves. Just really crazy how this guy, Bob Mueller, and all his lieutenants have their tentacles, Andy Weishman, Kathy Rumler, and everything, in all this stuff. It's just really crazy how no one in the media outside of Aaron Mate seems to have any interest in this at all and isn't even asking basic questions like, hey, maybe there's a conflict of interest here that the FBI that made up the collusion hoax, the collusion hoax investigated by Bob Mueller, former head of the FBI, that the same guy who made the collusion hoax up at CrowdStrike used to work in the FBI and for Mueller? Uh, 
Is anybody going to do any entrepreneurial journalism outside of Aaron Mate here? Who, again, is not a conservative by any stretch? I'm, I'm just asking. Is that not interesting to you? How every single fabricated connection between a member of the Trump family and some six times removed guy who had a shot of Russian vodka 17 years ago is a national conspiracy worthy of impeachment. And yet you have ties standing right in front of you between people who made up this whole hoax and you're not asking basic questions. Stunning. Let's wrap this up again in reverse order with the whole core of the piece, which is shockingly, Nancy Pelosi's family has financial ties to CrowdStrike, too. Weird. Back to Aaron Mate's piece. It's a four screenshotter, which I said I never do and do all the time. Quote, with the next presidential election now in its final weeks, the Democrats national leader, Nancy Pelosi, and her husband, Paul Pelosi, are endorsing the publicly traded firm CrowdStrike in a different way. Recent financial disclosure filings show the couple has invested up to $1 million in CrowdStrike holdings. Sheesh, that's a lot of dinero. The purchase, Pelosi's purchased the stock at a share price of $129 on September 3rd. The price has since risen above, <clears throat> excuse me, $140. Sorry, my throat's <clears throat> still, excuse me, folks. I know that's, uh, I don't mean to clear my throat in the air, but still recovering a little bit from last week. A million dollars. Again, Donald Trump, who has asset managers managing his assets, has minor financial stakes in a bunch of companies. Some so minor, they're not even, it's laughably small. $100, $1,000, $10,000, which when you're a billionaire, it doesn't seem to matter much. That's the subject of a certain, Paula, 60 Minutes last night. They're ridiculous. Did you watch 60 Minutes? Their utter absurdity last night on the Lenin Project and the, uh, um, and the, uh, the the Regeneron monoclonal antibodies, they're like Donald Trump, who was believes he was assisted by the antibodies in his in his infection with coronavirus. They're like, and Donald Trump has some kind of financial investment in Regeneron. That that was all over sixty minutes with an implication of of impropriety. Yet Nancy Pelosi has a million dollars invested in the company that was knee deep in the fabricated collusion hoax and was being run by a guy who was a Bob Mueller lieutenant. None of that, none of that is any interest to the 60 Minutes crew at all or anyone else. Gosh, we're living in peak stupid. You understand that? We are living in absolute peak stupid. Hmm. I want to get to some other interesting stuff I wrote about in the book, but it's relevant again today because of all the Durham stuff coming out. And I just want to do this segment again on the Obama fixer because it's important, again, because these ties aren't of any interest at all in the media as well. You've probably outside of this show never even heard about Obama's Olivia Pope. You know, Olivia Pope from that show Scandal, played by Kerry Washington. She plays the fixer for this president she's also involved with romantically. She comes in and fixes political problems for people. Well, Obama had a fixer, too. If you don't watch this show often, you probably don't know who that fixer is. But she was knee deep in everything. Obama knew all of this. Let me get to my final sponsor. I'm going to rock and roll with this because this is going to blow your mind too. And again, this is the portion of the, my new book, Follow the Money, that's really been baking people's bagels. I'm not making that up to, you know, they say, but listen, I get in advance whether you buy it or not. I, I just really care about this. It's probably my last book on this topic, but I really care that these people, because I don't know what's going to happen legally, ladies and gentlemen, they have to be exposed. They have to be exposed at a minimum so that whenever their names come up in public discourse again, everybody knows to go back and go, hey, weren't you the fixer? All right, we got an important election coming up. It's just weeks away. Voting has already started. Early in-person voting has already started in some states. Arizona, uh, Michigan, you know, go to uh, folks. I voted in Florida. If you live in Ohio, early voting, in-person voting has already began. Paul and I have already voted here in Florida. That's why I need you, need you to go to keepamericaamerica.com now. Why? They will give you the most trusted, up-to-date voting information. They'll get it to you right now. While you're there, please commit to take one person to the polls, just one at least, or help them access a mail-in ballot 
whatever you can do. The 2016 election was decided by thousands of votes, not millions. That's a fact. And 350,000 of you across the country have already helped out and you've already gone to keepamericaamerica.com. I'd like to see that get to 1 million. We can do it or more. Make this the biggest, biggest get out the vote effort in conservative history. The liberals have their machine. Don't let them ignore us anymore. Do a little, do a lot. Do your part. How do you do your part? Get the latest voting information and how you can help today at keepamericaamerica.com. That's keepamericaamerica.com. Go today. It is super important. We cannot lose this election. Why? Well, because ladies and gentlemen, so much is at stake. The Fox and Friends crew was gracious enough this morning to do a nice extended segment on my new bestseller, Follow the Money, which I put a lot of work into and I'm extremely proud of. And I'm honored you blew up the charts with it, despite, again, zero publicity for the book whatsoever on its launch week because of um, the medical thing we had last week. No need to dwell on that, but you get the point. Thank you for picking up the book and for spreading the word. Please read the reviews, though, because the reviews are by verified purchasers of the book. Obviously, I like my book. I wrote it. The reviews have been outstanding. It's by far my best-reviewed book yet. Here's one of them. Um, not a joke. Again, you can look at it yourself on Amazon. All caps, epic, amazing book. Curious about the truth, about the anti-Trump cabal? Boom. Here it is. Read only this if you care about the truth. All these reviews are basically about this one chapter of the book. There's many. There's a bunch of people we exposed, but just briefly about Kathy Rumler. Here's how I open up that chapter on page 66 of the book about Obama's White House lawyer. Quote, to say Obama was a huge fan of Rumler is an understatement. He called her, quote, an outstanding lawyer with impeccable judgment, requested she postpone her departure from the White House on three separate occasions. Yet when she finally did leave, Obama said, quote, I deeply value her smarts, her judgment, her wit. Ah, listen up. But most importantly, her uncanny ability to see around the corners that nobody else anticipates. That's Barack Obama about his fixer, Kathy Rumler, who fixes all his problems. You doubt me? Here's a great piece by Sidney Powell. Yes, Mike Flynn's terrific attorney. She wrote it in The Observer a while back. I'll put it in the show notes today, Bongino.com slash newsletter, if you'd like to read it, about the fixer. Says, sex, lies, and dot, dot, dot. White House counsel Rumler blunders into Secret Service mess. From the piece, check this out. Kathy Rumler, Obama's fixer, seems to creep up every single time there's a scandal. We see it everywhere. Quote from Sidney Powell's piece. Enter Kathy Rumler after the Secret Service scandal, former White House counsel, who repeatedly is discussed as being on the shortlist for attorney general. This was a while ago, when obviously when Obama was in office. There's mounting evidence that she should just be renamed, quote, the fixer, the Olivia Pope for this president. Mr. Obama reposes great trust in Ms. Rumler. He has applauded her impeccable legal judgment, still considers her a close personal friend. But yesterday, Ms. Rumler was all over the front page of the Washington Post, this time in the Cartagena sex scandal cover-up. She was also involved, and you can Google this, but in the interest of time, or excuse me, internet, sorry, it's a bad habit. I got to get out of it. Don't use Google. Use anything but Google. In the not Google this, she was also heavily involved, and please check it out, in the IRS scandal, covering up for Obama, the Benghazi scandal, and a multitude of other things. Rumler was always there to, quote, see around corners for Obama. Now that we've established that, Obama's fixer leaves the White House and really weird, she keeps turning up in the Spygate scandal too, as we expose in my book, and yet you don't seemingly hear anything about it as being just weird that at every step of the Spygate scandal and the Mueller witch hunt into the Spygate uh, collusion hoax, you don't hear anything about how it's really odd that of the, what, millions, tens of millions of lawyers around the world, Obama's fixer keeps turning up at these critical junctions in the case? Let's go to ABC News. Here we go, folks. Mueller witness charged in a child pornography case? Mueller, yeah, that's Bob Mueller. Mueller's key witness. George Nader was stopped while entering the U.S. on a flight from the UAE. 
So just to be clear on this, Bob Mueller, his key witness in the case, a guy by the name of George Nader, who was intimately involved in, I believe, this setup of uh, Eric Prince, who was in, was in the Trump orbit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to go into that whole story, but Nader was intimately involved in setting up this meeting. I believe the meeting was a setup. Nader's being used by Mueller to advance this collusion hoax. He's one of his key witnesses. There's no way Obama, Obama's fixer, Kathy Rumler's Nader's lawyer, right? Well, let's check that out. Let's go to the ABC piece. So Nader, George Nader, has had frequent access to almost every White House, both Democrat and Republican. Gee, I wonder if the Clinton White House is in there. You say, say, except for the Obama White House. Notice how they throw that in there. Well, he didn't need that, apparently, because one of his lawyers shepherding through the shepherding him through the seven interviews with Mueller's prosecutors was who? Oh, Kathy Rumler, White House counsel under Obama. Gosh, that's really weird. Tens of millions of lawyers around the world. And who does Bob Mueller's key witness, George Nader, I again, I believe involved in a meeting that was a setup of one of the Trump team members. Who shows up to see around corners? The Obama fixer. Liberals are saying, Dan, just chance. She's just a really good lawyer who this guy accused of child pornography, who Mueller was using as a, using as a witness, bizarrely. Just chance she shows up to defend them. Oh, 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 oh okay. You yeah, can keep yeah, telling yeah. yourself that. Right. Well, was this just chance too? What about this Politico piece here where the Obama fixer sees around corners and winds up again defending who? Oh, oh Susan Rice. Here's Politico, Kyle Cheney. Lawyer for Susan Rice. The Obama administration was justifiably concerned about sharing intel with the Trump team. Crazy how that lawyer, let's go to the political piece. Was this the Obama fixer again? Oh, there it is. You even got her picture there. There's Kathy Rumler. Check her out. Says the letter by Susan Rice's lawyer, Catherine Rumler, pictured here, was a response to Grassley and Graham, who'd inquired about an email which Rice sent to herself hours before the Obama administration left office. Gosh, that's awfully weird again. Yeah. Obama's fixer, who, quote, sees around corners, just keeps appearing, defending a guy accused of child pornography whose Mueller's using to set up Trump, uh, uh, defending Susan Rice, who sent that notorious email to herself. We did everything by the book. Sure you did. That's why you needed to send yourself an email. Now, because I'm wearing Joe's on Budman skills out. Paul, is this weird? A little weird, right? Getting a head nod. You know what would be even weirder? If when Carter Page sued the DNC over the fake dossier used to spy on Trump, the fake dossier which alleged that the DNC was hacked and that Trump was involved with the Russians with it, you know, the fake thing we discussed before, wouldn't it be crazy if when Carter Page, who was named in that fake dossier, which the whole collusion hoax was based on, that when Carter Page sued the DNC over it, which propagated this, wouldn't it be really crazy if Catherine Rumler appeared again to clean up Obama's mess and quote, see around quarters? It would be crazy. So let's go to the Washington Examiner, great Jerry Dunleavy and his piece. Obama White House lawyers fight Carter Page's DNC lawsuit by defending the gist of the Steele dossier. Is there any chance Catherine Rumler was defending the dossier too and seeing around corners? Let's go to the body of Jerry Dunleavy's piece and we'll find out uh, right quick. Uh, the DNC legal team, comprised of five lawyers from Latham and Watkins, includes lead counsel Terry Reynolds, Nicholas McQuaid, and former White House counsel Catherine Rumler. <laughs> and they claim the statements in this dossier uh, are, are, are susceptible to an innocent construction. They relate to business and political context that Page himself undisputably cultivated in Russia. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, great. Yeah. That's just really... Weird. Again, all the lawyers in America and the DNC magically picks the Obama fixer involved in the IRS scandal, Benghazi scandal, the Secret Service scandal, who's also defending an accused child molester, also defending Obama's national security advisor, all people knee deep in the whole collusion hoax. But it's really Obama's fixer is the only lawyer out there in America they can seem to find and she keeps creeping up. You know what would be even weirder? It would be really crazy if not only did Bob Mueller, whose former lieutenant, Sean Henry in the FBI, ran the company that made up the whole DNC hack thing. That would be crazy, but we already showed that. You know what would be really crazy, too? If a Bob Mueller's FBI, which ran the Enron investigation, 
And the lead prosecutor over there in the Enron investigation was Mueller's lieutenant, Andy Weissman. Remember Enron? You know what would be even crazier? If Kathy Rumler, Obama's fixer, worked with Andrew Weissman on that case, loved him, and it gave him a recommendation when he then went to work with Bob Mueller about the fake stuff about the DNC collusion. That would be really yeah, crazy, wacky, wouldn't it? Wacky. Yeah, yeah, it would be. But Reuters is all over this. They already did the homework huh? for us, so don't even worry. Reuters, yeah, bizarre, Joe, yeah. I know. Try to get your arms around what? it. Come on. As Coach Stan used to say, come on, guy, guy. wake up. I, Joe, I know you're puzzled by this whole <laughs> I thing. I am. I'm, Reuters, I'm kidding. If Joe knows the story better crazy. than anyone because he's been listening to it for four years. Reuters, Mueller team lawyer brings witness flipping expertise to Trump uh, tro- probe. Karen Fryfield, Reuters. Who appears in this Reuters piece extolling the virtues of how wonderful Andy Weissman is, who had worked hand in hand with Mueller in the past? And is now was the lieutenant who's now gone completely crazy making ridiculous conspiracy theories known on MSNBC. But Weissman, who was really the lead prosecutor in the witch hunt against Mueller on the uh, against Trump by the Mueller team, look who appears in the Reuters piece telling people how wonderful Weissman is. Oh, oh, there, oh, there she is, there she is, folks. Kathy Rumler, who served as White House counsel under Obama, said Andy Weissman is willing to take risks. To secure witness testimony. Yeah, you ain't kidding. That other prosecutors might not. Little did she know how prescient that was. Rumler worked with Weissman. She did. Rumler worked with Weissman on the DOJ Enron task force that investigated the corporate fraud that led to the collapse. It's just really fantastical, spantabulous, spectaculation. Isn't it just crazy how Rumler worked with Weissman? who worked with Mueller, who worked with Sean Henry. There you go. Look at that. Paula's handy, throwing up our handy dandy flowchart. George Nader, represented by Kathy Rumler, Obama's fixer. Obama had a, a, a terrorism advisor, Lisa Monaco, who worked with Kathy Rumler. Keep this up for a second, because this is always entertaining. I have a flowchart we put together for the show. Paula brings up once in a while. Lisa Monaco worked with Obama. She also worked with Rumler and Weissman on the Enron task force. Monaco who took the spot previously filled by John Carlin at the at the DOJ. John Carlin, who used to be Bob Mueller's chief of staff. Lisa Monaco is Bob Mueller's chief of staff, too. They all worked in the Enron task force run by Weissman. Weissman employs Jeannie Ree and Aaron Zebley. Yeah, lawyers who had uh, Democratic allegiances, one of them who worked for the Clinton Foundation. Just really weird how all these people know each other, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Trump knows a guy who in 1967 took a shot of Smirnoff and he is, they're definitely Russian colluders. But the fact that all of these people involved in a fabricated hack by the Russians that there's no evidence of conclusive that's then used to foster the collusion hoax investigated by Mueller, that all the people involved in this all know each other. Obama's fixer appears in all of it and nobody seems to care at all. Well, I care. And that's why I wrote the darn book. I'm not going to hammer you with book stuff all week, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you I've never done that. I respect my audience, but I do think it's important. And I'm not relitigating this case for the sake of relitigating it. I'm relitigating it, ladies and gentlemen, because a lot of this information is just coming out now. You don't believe me? Well, President Trump was on Maria Bartiromo's fantastic Fox News show this weekend, one of the best reporters in the business, Maria. And I want you to listen very carefully to the president's words to Maria Bartiromo about what's going on in this case and why Hillary Clinton, you should pay probably particular attention to crooked Hillary. Check this out. Other documents are going to be released, Maria, which are breathtaking. Wait till you see what's coming out. Oh, really? Breathtaking. Is is it about Hillary Clinton or is it about the the, the FBI that's coming out? About everything. It's about everything. Hillary Clinton is uh, crooked Hillary. I don't call her crooked Hillary for nothing. And, you know, just the one thing I keep going back to it. She got a subpoena from the United States Congress, right? She got a subpoena. How do you how do you uh, how do you get rid of your emails after you get a subpoena? She got texts for text messages, emails, et cetera. How do you do that? It's criminal. What she did is criminal. Well, you okay? listen very carefully. To what he said there. Notice Hillary Clinton's name in the Spygate thing and all of the Durham probe keeps coming up. You may say, Dan, you were just talking about Obama's fixer. Oh, I was. 
But one of the things I address in my thread here is that Obama couldn't have done any of this without Hillary spying on the Trump team. It was Hillary who fed him everything he needed. And when Obama needed more because they had no evidence to spy on Trump, they went to Hillary and they did what? They just made it up. Hillary would then go to uh, Perkins Coie, the law firm that hired Christopher Steele's firm. And Christopher Steele would just go and make it up. But he mentions Hillary Clinton's emails and texts. Interesting. What could surface on this? Well, I kind of hinted this last week about how crooked Hillary really was. And remember, the key assertion, I don't want to confuse you here, but John Ratcliffe, our current director of national intelligence, the key assertion in his devastating memo he launched a couple weeks ago was that Hillary made up the whole collusion hoax, which we knew that wasn't a mystery. But part two was interesting. And she did it to distract people from her email scandal. Well, what could possibly be in her email that she was so worried she had to make up the collusion hoax? Well, I covered this a bit last week, but it's important given what President Trump said this weekend. John Solomon's piece at the Hill. It'll be in the show notes again. This is from 2017. But I put it back in the show notes again for like the 15th time because it's so worth your time. This. Did you you not get that, Paula? Sorry. Did I not? All right, I'll, don't worry. You you got it? Okay, sorry. Sometimes I, I screw Paula up totally on the show notes and stuff because I just go out of order all the time. There she is. Out of the bullpen, like nothing. Bring in Mariano Rivera, the closer. The Hill, John Solomon, in the show notes. Read this piece. 2017, but again, worth your time. Bill Clinton sought State Department's permission to meet with Russian nuclear official during Obama uranium decision. Folks, what is Hillary hiding? Hiding so much that President Trump brings it up again with Maria Bartiromo this weekend. And she felt the need to distract people by inventing a ridiculous pee-pee hoax. So you didn't see this. Well, is it this? Um, President Clinton, well, former President Clinton, went over to Russia and traveled over to Russia and asked for two meetings. The first meeting he asked with to ask permission from the State Department. Hillary was in charge of He wanted to meet with Arkady Dvorkovich. Who was Arkady Dvorkovich? He was a top aide to then-Russian President Dmitry Medvedev and one of the highest-ranking government officials to serve on Rosatom's Board of Supervisors. Oh, oh, interesting. Bill Clinton wanted to meet with a guy who sat on the board of Rosatom. Well, why would that be interesting? Because Rosatom was the country trying to buy our uranium, was the uh, company, excuse me, in Russia, trying to buy our uranium, you know, nuclear fuel bombs and stuff. Bill Clinton's meeting with that guy while his wife and her State Department are looking over the deal. On a trip, he was paid $500,000 by a bank also involved in promoting this deal for the Russians to buy our nuclear weapon-grade material. Who else did Bill want to meet with? Oh, 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 Bill also, an email, by the way. So the second person on the list that caught everybody's attention was Russian businessman Viktor Vexelberg. Who was that? He was named by Medvedev Vexelberg to oversee a new technology investment project called Skolkovo, designed to be Russia's new Silicon Valley, according to media reports. Well, what did we later find out about Skolkovo? that it was a Russian technology project really designed to steal our military technology to create hypersonic missiles to kill us. And Bill Clinton was seeking permission from Hillary's State Department at the time to go meet with the guy running the project that Hillary's team was promoting and the technology companies involved in it were donating to the Clinton Foundation, a technology project widely thought to believe by our U.S. Army intel to be stealing technology used to create weapons to kill us. Said, isn't it? I mean that. High-ranking government officials like Hillary Clinton and a former president of the United States taking a half a million dollars to go surgically plant their lips to the ass of a company and a group of companies involved in a technology project being used to steal technology to create weapons to kill us. Sad. Really sad. Now you see why Hillary had to make up the collusion hoax? Disgusting. Just gross. All right, folks, I appreciate it. One more story that maybe we'll get to it tomorrow. It's 
dreadful 60 minutes profile on the Lenin. You know, the Lenin project, they also call themselves the Lincoln project. You know, they have all kinds of ties to Russia and stuff like that. So uh, I'll cover that tomorrow. That one of the people on the Lenin project is just a total lunatic. So I have a super cut from him, from the great Tom Gray, uh, Tom uh, Elliott at Grabian. We'll, well, hopefully we'll get to that tomorrow. Um, thanks for everything. Thanks for making last week, despite the circumstances, obviously being a really great week. I put a lot of work into that book. Um, follow the money. I appreciate you uh, driving up the top. I've, we've never been number one on Amazon. We've been number two, never number one. Um, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you at this point. I just would like to see it. it would just be cool. Just be cool. We were number one, even for a few minutes. If you'd like to pick it up, of course, we'd appreciate it. Follow the money, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookstores everywhere. We really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please watch the video show and download the Rumble app. It is our conservative here alternative to YouTube where we don't suppress free speech. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It's always free. Watch my video show there. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks, folks. I appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.